The Smash Daily Podcast. Weekdays 4 to 6 on 107.1. The Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. What's my name? The bow to the wild, creeping and crawling, Niggy yes showing, Snoop Doggy Dog in the house with the pound like every day, and I'm right back up in you with Dr. Dre, and like I said, none of y'all can get with this, and none of y'all can get with that head I just dropped, cause you know it don't stop, Mr. 187 on the undercover cop, tick tock, now the clock, just some nuts in the cop. Rob you for your ears, then I kill you black clocks And I step through the fog and I creep through the small Cause I'm Snoop Doggy, Doggy, Doggy oh. Snoop Doggy, Doggy Smash with you right here, Smash Daily it is Dog right there, Snoop W. You know what's crazy about Snoop Dogg is that (laughs) I have never met him, nor have most, I'd say 98% of the populace ever met him, but everybody like feels like they know Snoop Dogg. That's the brilliance of Snoop Dogg. Forget about the marketing and the imaging and the business dealings. The dude makes you feel like you know him. Like if he's walking by the house, hey Snoop, come on in. Bravo. Anyway, Snoop right there. Smash right here. It is a magnificent day. Podcast, uh, I guess, begins tonight after the show. Be the first podcast. Smash daily on uh, the Big Z. It'll be fantastic. Anyway, here's why I wanted to to do kind of like a replay on this. was because um, a lot of these rappers... You know, they're gangsters, and then they're rappers, and then they're wonderful community involvement people, and then they're on TV, and they got their own shows, and they're, you know, hosting game shows, or they're on one of them CSI shows. But uh, at one point in time, they were deadly members of the gangster community. But now they're wonderful people. Anyway, uh, how do they come to Jesus? A lot of them come to Jesus. Well, good. And I say that with a high squeal in my voice. Well, good. Well, good. Anyway, you know, for example, Kanye West now is a big Jesus freak. I I tell you what, and I'm going to replay in a moment here. Kanye at his first presidential rally from a couple. I just got to replay because it's like so astoundingly sad, preposterous, yet glorious in a minute here. But why are these rappers turn into Jesus at some point in time? Well, you know, Snoop has a nice explanation that he does here with Kirk Franklin, who's one of the great uh, Christian artists of our time. Multi, multi, multi Grammy Award winner. Multi, multi, multi Dove Award winner. So here's Snoop with Kirk Franklin doing the figure out on all these rappers going for Jesus. People don't understand that gangster rap come from gospel music. 95% 95% of the gangster rappers were born and raised in a church. And their wow. first style of music that they heard or were introduced to was church music, was gospel music. 
Wow. That's their upbringing. That's really? why if you notice when every gangster rapper win an award, what's the first thing he say? He don't say thank the homies, yeah. thank the spot, thank the man wow. that showed me how to sell drugs, thank the man that showed me how to shoot. No, I want to thank God. Most of us was brought up in Baptist churches. I, I had no idea. Oh, yeah, Baptist church was the thing out here on the West Coast. The same way you was brought up with the singing and yeah, yeah, all yeah, that, yeah, and yeah, the reverend yeah. and the deacon and the ushers yeah. and another minister come in and, you know what I'm saying, it's going down. This is where we learned how to perform. Yes. We learned how to act as yes. far as being in plays. We learned yes. how to conduct ourselves. We learned how to articulate. We learned how to read. Yeah. We learned how to do all the things that we do now as professionals in rap. Then that does say a lot to the message of the oppressed. Yes. Because gospel rap was the messenger of the oppressed mm -hmm. and oppression. And, and you didn't know this, but I was in church as a kid, but my influence was hip hop. Mm. Like my influence was diggable planets, or was like, was Eric Ben Rakim, yeah. or Big Daddy Kane. Yeah. Real hip hop. Re real hip hop, and then in the 90s, you know, cause I'm from Texas, right. it, was, it was the Ghetto Boys. Right. And then there was a, um, there was a CD that I got, and it was a doghouse. Mm. And it was like a, a dog with some hips. Oh, okay, you talking about doggy style. Yeah, yeah. By, 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 by somebody. Snoop, Snoop Doggy Dog. Snoop Doggy Dog. Yeah. You ought to check him out. He's not bad. He has some nice songs. He do? Like, nice, nice guy. I heard of him. You heard of him? I'm going to check him out, see what he's working with. That's cold. But you didn't know that. You no. didn't know that I had the record and I had everything that, that Did you Did you notice know? that we had musical implements in our record? That's that why it was, I had the record. It was musical. It was not just a regular record where it was sampling and just scratching and taking other people's music, but it was live musicians. And 90% of those musicians played in the church. The boy that played on What's My Name, Snoop Doggy Dog. How old were you when you felt the Lord knocking on your heart? Man, probably when I was like nine years old, I used to go to church all the time, and my mother used to catch the Holy Ghost, and people used to always laugh and make fun and be like, your mama finna fall out again? And You know, because we didn't understand yeah. what catching yeah. the Holy Ghost was back Got then. So one particular Sunday, I caught the Holy Ghost, like not falling out and all that, yeah, but, but I felt some kind of... But you knew something man, happened. I felt some kind of way, and I was something like... Something happened. Yeah, like, yeah, I need to be doing more right than wrong. Wow. Whenever I'm in, in life, and I need to take God with me everywhere I go. Wow. No matter what I do. So, so why did it not ever move from that to, like, trying to be that dude that would, like, spit for God? Like, like was it? You know what? I believe that my calling was to go minister to the streets first and then get to people and then tell them about God's wire once I get their attention. That's <laughs> my man, Snoop. Snoop got uh, best album of the year last year for his gospel album. And it's pretty good. I play it, uh, various cuts from it on the People's Praise Party Sundays. Right here, 5 o'clock on WBGZ. If you haven't checked out the People's Praise Party, kind of like the same thing. As Snoop's talking about applying it to his life as he was speaking with Kirk Franklin. I'm speaking with you. And the same application uh, does come into my life. I was a roused about it. I was a rough and ready, rough and tumble type of dude. But now I'm just easy going. Thank you, Lord. Show a little bit of it when uh, I do that Sunday show. People's Praise Party right here on WBGZ. Now, on the other side, you got a different kind of Jesus freak because it's ways of freaking. Freaking mean loving. Uh, ways of freaking that uh, doesn't have to make you a... Uh, <laughs> 
Ah, uh, we'll catch some on this one here. But, uh, you know, there's ways of Jesus freaking without being, uh, you know, a public nuisance. You know? I always couldn't stand those guys. But, man, you just walk the walk and... Well, I was going to say talk to talk, but I cuss and carry on at various points in time. But the only perfect one is Jesus. So, I mean, Lord knows me. Anyway, then you have guys like Kanye West. And um, he's got that Jesus album. He turned to Jesus. He uh, hooked up with Joel Osteen. And Joel had him part of the Night of Hope and everything out there at Yankee Stadium and all that. And... Uh, He's a, he's a Jesus, uh, quote-unquote, lover of a different sort. A uh, touch of his music here. Well, if this take away from my spins, which it probably take away from my ends, then I hope it take away from my sins and bring the day that I'm dreaming about. Next time I'm in the club, everybody's screaming out. God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. The only thing that I pray is that my feet don't fail me now. I don't know that much about uh, the club he's going to, but I would imagine, merely imagining, imagine there's no heaven. I would merely imagine that uh, ain't nobody going to come up to him and, uh, you know, Jesus freak on him in the club. But you never know. Jesus shows up in various spots, in various ways, in various forms. Now, here comes a guy, and I ain't saying this in the wrong way, because he's human. You say, well, he ought to know better. I mean, he's uh, loving Jesus now and everything. He ought to know better, huh, Smash? Well, not necessarily. He's like everybody else, just a person. But uh, I don't know. Some people, to, to me, have what they call delusions of grandeur. And in those delusions of grandeur, they think they're more than what they truly are because they think so highly of themselves so as to not come to understand themselves as their alter ego does and thus bring themselves down into a level of being in an abyss of sorts that will hold them back from being the productive human being they decide that they should be because of the fact that now they know Jesus. I need to get me a pulpit. I need to get a church. So anyway, Kanye West got a nice Jesus album. It is a good Jesus album. Got a good word in it. But Kanye West is not running for president. All right? I don't think God told him to run for president. But Kanye West is running for president. And he had a rally. A couple, two, three nights ago, whenever it was, over in uh, North Charleston, South Carolina. And uh, in that rally, he kind of like he he got emotional and everything, uh, and he was talking about really his alternative, tangent way of talking about the abortion issue, and he talks about it here, and he's crying, and the crowd is looking at him. You can tell, all right, because you couldn't see the crowd; you saw the backs of their heads, but you could see Kanye. But the crowd, you could tell, was thinking to themselves, "What." <laughs> because Kanye went off like this. Hey, 
to abort me. My mom saved my life. There would have been no Kanye West because my dad was too busy. Well, count me in on that vote. Uh, so uh, he's like screaming and crying. Uh, I almost killed my daughter because he wanted Kim Kardashian, his wife, to take some abort pills and thus stop the graduation of the baby into human form. So that's his way, at least in my interpretation, of him dealing with the abortion issue. So, yes. He is pro-life because he almost killed his daughter. He almost killed his daughter. I think I'm just interpreting. So smashed in here. Now, that's his stance on the abortion issue. Then you're trying to get over on what's called your constituency, your constituents. And when you're trying to get off on your, you want to, you know, rub them the right way. You've heard of rubbing people the wrong way. Well, this is rubbing them the right way. But Kanye is not familiar with with history in its specific as opposed to its generality. And he is not familiar with the kind of history that he needs to purvey to his audience, to his constituents, to his voting public that will get them on his side. Harriet Tubman, of course, when the... uh, greatest of the historical figures in the history of America. Uh, She helped free a number of slaves. And here's what Kanye had to say about the lady Harriet Tubman. Well, Harriet Tubman never actually freed the slaves. She just had the slaves go work for other white people. Y'all, we leave it right now. (laughs) You hear that girl at the end? Yo, we're leaving right now. Ah, she just had him go work for other white people. Unbelievable. I wouldn't be surprised to see him win. I mean, we had a surprise in 2016, didn't we? Why not this guy? Surprise, surprise. But uh, there you go. For those who are, you know, saying, well, Smash, you don't spend enough time with politics. Well, there you go. One of the reasons why. Because all these people are, ah, what would be a good word? Oh, I know a good word. Because all these people are daffy. <laughs> Nobody uses daffy anymore. It means whacked out, yet domestic, yet make no sense, yet huh-uh. So that's what the problem with these people are. You know? That's what the problem with these people are. They're wacky. They're domestic. They're daffy. It's pitiful in a way. 
I was saying, you know, when I uh, grew up, one of the songs we sang, I like the United States of America. I like the way we all live without fear. I like to vote for my choice, speak my mind, raise my voice. Yes, I like it here. Ain't nobody singing that no more. Why? Because all these punks are daffy. All right? All these punks are daffy. That's enough for politics for today. We'll return with a musical point that, well, it's pol- it's po- well, it's political too. But you'll get a kick out of it. Coming up, go to Andy Cohen and the Dixie Chicks, who are now the Chicks. And he's going to be asking them about the, the name change. And just a few here. Smash Daily it is. WBGZ. Well, if this take away from my spins, but you probably take away from my ends, then I hope it take away from my sins and bring the day that I'm dreaming about. Next time I'm in the club, everybody's screaming out. God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. The only thing that I pray is that my feet don't fail me now. killed him too great song about murder but it's a revenge song also because one of the messages that comes out of that song from the dixie chicks right there is hell hath no fury like a woman scorned so anybody out there named earl or close to it watch yourself a uh shouldn't have any shouldn't be it man woman or beast you shouldn't treat people like that what's going on there fellas nice to see you batman how you doing standing at the window fantastic ah at least they're not brandishing iron because they could be doing that but they could be you never know what's in a man's pocket that's why sir smashing stay here behind the bulletproof glass Shake my monkey ass for the visitors that come on through and look through the window and feed me as the animal that I am. Hey, um, so Dixie Chicks, they were on with uh, Andy Cohen last night on Watch What Happens Live. 
Watch What Happens Live is a uh, magnificent show that is on, what's it called? Bravo. All right, see you later, fellas. And uh, yeah, come on up to window, anybody. Guys wave, happy go lucky, having a smoke. Magnificent. So, anyway, the Dixie Chicks were on there. They're talking about a bunch of stuff. And so, Andy Cohn was asking them about this kind of issue that they had uh, with this law thing, an issue that they had with the name, the Dixie Chicks. And I'm going to play that little clip for you right here and back on the backside to deal with it. Dixie Chicks, the Chicks, with Andy Cohen here on Watch What Happens Live. Let's get ready, 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 ready to run through some hot-button issues in the music business. I want your opinions with Chick Flick Off. Now, there are a lot of musicians coming out, like the Stones and Tom Petty's family, who are calling out the Trump campaign for using their music in campaign rallies without their permission. Would you allow your music to be used in a political campaign you didn't believe in? No. No. I had a feeling that was the answer. <laughs> the three of you have collaborated with Taylor Swift. Um, I loved her Netflix documentary. What, what did you think about, I don't know if you saw it, but she had a really uh, interesting moment where she recalled how everyone in the country music industry, you know, warned her not to be like the chicks and say what she was thinking politically. What was your reaction to that? Just proud of her for, you know, <sighs> She started her career when she was so young that I think yeah. she had people that she went to as kind of a, a panel when she was younger. Um, so it's good to see her as she becomes her own woman questioning these things and saying, you know, I really do want to talk about it. So if she uh, was told not to be like us, you were, that's not news to us either. But um, I don't know. I'm proud of her. She's awesome. The first song that Taylor learned on guitar was uh, Cowboy Take Me Away. So yeah. there you go. There's a special kinship there. In spirit with the Black Lives Matter movement, artists, including yourselves, have taken to meeting this moment by changing band names. What was your reaction to Lady A changing their name, um, taking the antebellum out? I think that was good. It was news to us that I guess they had gotten that trademark, what, six years ago or something? Uh, I wasn't up to date, up to speed on uh, what they were doing. But um, I mean, I think it was the right move. I think it's been very awkward and uncomfortable to have this whole lawsuit and it's kind of going against the point of changing right. their name. By the way, what do you say to any anyone who disagrees with you all changing your, you know, taking out the Dixie from the checks? Uh, <laughs> we don't really care. <laughs> okay. Very good. Hey, by the way, did you hear Kelly Clarkson's recent cover of uh, Cowboy Take Me Away on her oh, talk yes. show? It was pretty yes. great. Yes. Yes. Yeah, awesome. always, her voice is amazing. Yeah. yeah. We were, we were flattered. Texas girl. Good Texas yeah. girl. Hey, I tell you what, uh, when they were laughing about, you know, how do you feel about having to ditch the Dixie out of the Dixie Chicks? And they just started laughing. I think it was like, yeah, laughing all the way to the bank. Bravo, girls. I tell you what, that probably added another 10 years to their career. Although I don't think they'd uh, have any kind of career that'd have a, an end to it anyhow. But uh, there you go. They just started laughing. Dixie Chicks. No longer the Dixie Chicks. Now the Chicks. Laughing all the way to the bank. Bravissimo, as we say in the world of opera. That's right. Luciano Smasherati. That's the opera stage I work. In fact, someday, my dream is to be able to put the orchestra back together and walk right across the street 
from WBGZ right across Market Street into the Grand Theater, which is right there, and get on the grand stage and put forth a grand performance of Apretic Prevedicios. That's just me. Dreaming. Dream, 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 dream. Cowboy, take me away. I don't know if that sounded right. Cowgirl, take me away. Cowboy, take me away. Try this girl as high as you can into the wild blue. Set me free, oh, I pray. Closer to heaven above and closer to you. I want to touch the earth. I want to break it in. I'll tell you another thing that makes you feel better is feeling good about where you is. Meaning your house is right for you. You know, especially in this era, this epoch of time that we are in here in the world in the United States, in the river bend, COVID era. A lot of people saying, you know what? I don't want to fly on no planes. They're good rates, though. I will tell you that really good rates right now. I, I don't want to drive all that far. Well, you know, it might be worth a drive. But you got to keep your mask on anyhow, so it might not, depending on whether you're a mask advocate or not. I tell you what, man. You make that house right for yourself, and you are a happy-go-lucky puppy. Oh, man, I tell you what. See, because a lot of people were thinking about, like, moving at one time. But a lot of people, if you heard the news a little bit earlier, and Ross was saying that in June alone, it was like a 20% increase in house purchases. Because people are saying, you know, the, the rates are really low right now. People want to get the economy moving. Let me jump in on that. So you got two really nice options. Stay where you are. Or maybe you move to a place that ain't got everything you want on it. But you can get what you want on it because two reasons. You got the house at a nice price and you got enough money to go ahead and put those add-ons on there and put the deck on there that you want on there, the right kind of deck. Put that fence around the backyard so you can have big parties and picnics with your grandkids and everything. It's magnificent. Keeps the dogs in, you know, keeps the dogs out. Who does that? The best in this area? Jersey County Fence and Deck. That's Dean uh, Dean uh, Comer and his crew. Jersey County Fence and Deck online. That's where you find him at jcfdonline.com. Phone number 618, and that is 616-3326. 616-3326. So any kind of deck that you might envision 
And you got Dean Comer coming on over, and yeah, they do the social distancing and all that stuff, and they show you the kind of opportunity you have to enhance that outdoor living space. It used to be called just a backyard. Now it's your outdoor living space. It used to be called just a back porch. Now it's your outdoor living space because you're living in that. That's where life carries on, and you want to make sure life is carrying on in the right way, and that's a comfortable way, and that's what the deck's all about. So it fits you and and your family well. So it fits you and your family as many friends as you want well. Get that built right, and it'll last you a lifetime. Get that built right, and you're going to have yourself a value added when it comes time to sell that house if you ever do sell that house, all right? So if you're looking to or thinking about, talk to a professional, a working man with an eye for design. That is Dean Comer and his crew over there at Jersey County Fence and Deck. JCFDonline.com. JCFDonline.com. And that is 616-3326. 616-3326. Well, I got to tell you what here, Smash, WBGZ, 107.1 FM. This is nutty, man, but the world is nutty right now. Nutty, nutty, nutty. All right? So, this guy, his name is Roy Hollander. All right? So, Roy, Roy Hollander is this guy who killed a judge's son because he was looking. He, he found out he had cancer. And he thought to himself, you know what? There's a lot of people done jacked up my life in the wrong way. I got jacked around massively by this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy, this girl and this girl and this girl and this girl. So I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to straighten things out because I know I'm dead in five months. I got the cancer. I've been diagnosed. So this guy goes out looking for enemies, all right? And those enemies, in this particular instance, happen to be this judge. And he went and killed the son of this judge to get back at the judge for whatever verdict that she put out on him that he felt was incorrect. Revenge fantasies is what they're called. And he screed this online. Screed means put a long speech online that you can read. Manifesto of sorts, all right? Said, death's hand is on my right shoulder. Nothing matters anymore. The only problem with a life lived too long under feminazi rule is that a guy ends up with so many enemies, he can't even score with all of them, whatever that would mean. So this guy winds up taking the life of this kid to get back at this judge who put a verdict out against him that he didn't dig. For whatever reason, whether he's guilty or whether he's innocent, whatever the case may be. So that's what that whole story wound up being. Because they had this big stuff on the news a couple, two, three days ago about they're searching for this guy who killed the judge's son. And it winds up being a revenge fantasy kill. Oh, God. Just informing. Just informing. Just informing. I got nothing to say about it. Just informing. Pretty unfortunate. But, uh, hey, that's a world right now, isn't it? Pretty unfortunate. No, it's a beautiful world out there. Don't you ever listen to Louis Armstrong? I see skies of blue. 
Red flowers. <laughs> no, I, I don't play with that. All right? That ain't me. All right? I see guys like this. I see wonder and wonderment and magnificence. And then you got stains like that. So pardon me for being a little too on the real. But the real is what it happens to be in this particular point in time in this century as we know it, the 21st, as we proceed onward year after year into year after year.